Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Nation, what's going on? Welcome to the last show, second, second show of the week. I can't, I'm 17 words in, I can't even get my words out. You know it's Friday, but football is well and truly back and Thursday night we had another shocker. Normally I would defer to Murph, but He's gone away on business, and I think I don't know whether it's plane, train, or automobile, but he's currently winging his way back to his family. So we didn't want to disturb him. And I thought, who better to jump online than Murph? You know, if I'm the father figure, maybe maybe he's the mother figure, Murph. If you don't like that analogy, then you know, sorry, bro. But I thought I'd get a stepmom in. And today's guest, Rush Nation, she writes for the fantasy footballers, for fantasy whisperers, and fake pigskin. It's everybody's favorite stepmom. It's Lauren Carpenter. Lauren, welcome to Five Yard Rush. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I'm not excited about Thursday night's game, but I am very excited to be here with you. I get to talk to Rush Nation. I'm so excited. This is great. Well, I heard everybody loved Andy Holloway, so I hope I can do at least semi, semi-okay and represent the fantasy footballers. Well, you know, for me... Andy Holloway was my, the pinnacle of my, I don't want to say that's where it stops because we haven't even reached our cruising altitude yet, but he was one of the reasons I got into fantasy football in the first place and listening to podcasts and then doing this. So to have him on was 
pretty good for me. So if that's your benchmark, you're gonna have to you have to come out the gate hot, Lauren. I know it's hard not to love the fantasy footballers because not only are they super knowledgeable, but they're hilarious. The three of them, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright, are hilarious. They're so much fun to listen to. They've got great fantasy knowledge, and it's even better working for them. That's been an absolute treat, being able to be a writer for them on their staff. So it's been it's been awesome. I love it. And I love fantasy football. Who doesn't? Oh, yeah. I, it's just so much fun. I'll tell you who doesn't. Anybody who played Christian McCaffrey or Rojo last night. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I go through, like, moments of, like, deep, deep, vengeful hatred during the fantasy season, or I should just say football season. But I'm like, I love fantasy football so much. And I'm like, I hate fantasy football. This game is stupid. And I'm like, I love fantasy football so much. It is, their struggle is real. It is. That's why I tend to drink a lot. Because I just need, I need to chill. I need to chill. But I can't because I love it so much. And I, I am invested in how my team does. And especially if you had Cam Newton. What is going on? Uh, the man can't throw a football. People are saying, you know, I think it was Troy Aikman last night. Cam made a throw and Troy Aikman even said, oh, Cam's shoulders back fine. But he clearly couldn't throw. The- He's known for having one of the strongest arms in the game. And yet he underthrew so many people. Is it his arm or is it his eyeballs? Like, should he be getting his eyes checked? Because what, where do you think these people are? Are you seeing double? Is there like another person you think is supposed to be there? Are you just closing your eyes and guessing as you throw? I don't know. It was just atrocious. I wanted to vomit the entire time I was watching that game. Yeah, and it's not even that. His fashion sense, maybe it is his eyeballs because his fashion sense pretty poor. I know. Am I right? Are we onto something here? I, we might be. So whilst people are blaming Cam's ankle and shoulder, it's actually his eyes. It's his eyeballs. I know everything. I'm a stepmom, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tweet at Cam Newton saying, it's your eyes, not your shoulder. Don't worry about yeah. surgery there. Go to the optician. So see your optometrist and maybe a fashion consultant. Although I guess he's like all the rage because they're like, oh, Cam Newton's new outfit. I'm like, mm, work on his hair. I think his hair might be making him out of balance. You know, like the tarantulas sitting on top of your head need to go. I think they're like whispering the wrong things in your ear. And the eyeballs. Get the eyeballs checked. <laughs> Cam's in all sorts of trouble. He's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> He's in a lot of trouble. Like, that. there's no joke about that. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, the Bucks' defense did pretty well last night at stopping Christian McCaffrey. And then once you do stop McCaffrey, there isn't really anything left because Cam, as we said, can't throw the ball. I think there was a dodgy spot call in the game as well. And that maybe yeah, there was. completely killed the, the whole, uh, I don't know, what's the word I'm saying? Momentum. Yeah, momentum of the game, I think. Yeah. Well, it also doesn't help when you throw it at people's feet or like four feet to the left or the right outside of their already ginormous wingspan. That can be a problem as well. So it, it was just it was just crappy all the way around. There's It was really hard. It was hard to watch, literally. We have a big TV. We have several TVs, actually. Uh, humble brag. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we had friends over, and we love watching Thursday Night Football. They all live in our neighborhood. We play dominoes throughout that game that's how boring it was and how much it hurt to watch it was awful so we played dominoes and drank that's what we did it was awful it was pretty bad i know murph we was like away 80 year old women <laughs> wanting to play bingo and dominoes and just complaining about life that's what we did it's uh yeah murph was away on business and he said oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get a good night's sleep in the hotel I'm not going to watch the Bucks because I need some sleep. And then he texts me when I woke up this morning at five o'clock. He'd already texted me saying how good uh, Shaq Barrett is. 
<laughs> I was like, dude, you're supposed to be asleep. Like, you you weren't meant to watch the Bucks game, but you said, I've got no air conditioning, so my bedroom was hot, so I turned it on. And I just thought, you woke up and watched that, and it's just been... Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't fall right back to sleep. Um, but speaking of the Bucks defense, they actually pretty sh- they showed up pretty well, which surprised me. I was kind of expecting them to be a little bit more porous. So that's something to monitor as we move forward as fantasy owners, our starts and sits versus the Buccaneers, which whoever thought we'd ever say that, but here we are saying that. Every year's a new year. Think new things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff there. It also looks yeah. like Bruce Arians just wants to run the ball completely through Peyton Barber, which isn't great for fantasy, is no. it? No. No, who does that? No one. Well, when you have Jameis Winston, maybe. I, I I don't know what to I don't know what to make of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Winston showed a little bit of promise. I thought he'd have a better game than he did, which thinks, but it was just Pukey. It was garbage. It was barfy. I didn't like it. And same thing with the, the Green Bay Packers Bears game. I understand that's like a clash of defenses and ground and pound run. Grrr, get it. It's still boring. <laughs> Last night was boring. Like, is this what Thursday night football is going to be? Because I write a TNF breakdown every single week. I might just skip that from now on and be like, boring, don't watch. Don't start <laughs> anyone on Thursday night. You're going to be disappointed. Like too long. Greg Olson, weird. Uh, and Chris Godwin was all right. Yeah, and Godwin was good. Well, because Mike Evans was double coverage, and he's suffering from the flu. Get over it. You get paid millions of dollars to play play football. Let's go. Pick it up. (laughs) Too long, didn't read, move on. Exactly. Uh, Okay, so let's talk some you. How did you get into fantasy football and writing about it? Oh, yeah. So I played fantasy football for a long time. And um, my buddy actually uh, loves fantasy football. So I ended up start, like helping him with starts and sits and thought, like, I really want to do this. So I ended up, you know, starting to play fantasy football and then really ingratiating myself into data and numbers, which is funny because if anybody knows me, I hate math. Addition and subtraction and those other symbols that do things with numbers, not my forte <laughs> at all. But shockingly enough, they have these things called calculators, which is fabulous. But I love statistics, and I loved looking at numbers uh, and applying them to human behavior. I'm an advertising major. I like psychology. It's something really, really important. Not important, but it's important to me because I think it's fun because I like to dissect people's minds and tell them what to do and then make them think it was their idea. So they get, I get my way no matter what. I'm very manipulative, but in a really good way. Trust me. I'm a nice person, I think. Uh, I, ended up, I, I ended up getting into it. Like This is so much fun. So um, I have a journalism degree, so I just started writing just for fun. I, sub- I sent it to one of my buddies, asked him his opinion, and he wanted to put it on his website, fakepigskin.com. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. So thus goes my, uh, my writing career for fantasy football, and then um, I've been a follower of the fantasy footballers for years, ever since I started playing fantasy, and uh, I ended up listening to a podcast they had. It was like a five-minute, not even five minutes, maybe like 30 seconds, Hey, we're hiring new writers for the first time in a few years. Here's the art. Here's the URL to go to, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to advertise at the end. They had thousands of applicants. I was on my way to my mom's house, and I, I broke every traffic law on the way there. I sped to my mom's house, ran red lights. I did. I do not recommend doing that, but it was for a good cause. No, it's not. Don't ever do that. It's bad. But I got to my mom's house. She was so excited to see me, and I'm like, wait a minute, mom, I got to do something. So like for the next hour, I filled out this application. And luckily enough, I had a portfolio already. And luckily enough, I was chosen out of the thousands of applicants to be one of the six people, six writers that they added to their staff this year, which was super exciting. And now here I am acting like I know what I'm talking about. I love it. 
well, you know, fake it till you make it, right? Exactly. No, it's, it's fun. I really enjoy it. And I, I, I love writing. I, it's like you've become a detective when you're looking at these numbers. And when you hit, it's so awesome. When you get that guy and you know he's going to be good, especially when it's a sleeper, you know, then it's, it's so much fun. And if you hit or if you miss, you miss. It's fantasy football. It's educated guessing, people. We, if I knew what was going to happen tomorrow or the future, I wouldn't be playing fantasy football. That's not true. I would own my own island in Belize or somewhere off Belize or wherever there's a nice island I can buy and be playing fantasy football. I'd be rich is what I'm saying. So I, I can't see the future. But I can try to guess as well as I can or as anybody else can. No, I feel you. I feel you. I spent uh, one of my long-form pieces in this offseason was on Hunter Henry and how – the way Philip Rivers uses his tight end, he could be the number one tight end in fantasy football. And I Thank broke you, down. I, look, don't my I, I, the article. I loved it, and I put it out three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and it got some good feedback. And then this week, Hunter Henry, because he's made a biscuit, goes and get injured again, and his seasons for fantasy is over. Whether he comes back to the playoffs or whatever. Oh, I can one up you on that. I will one up you. I did an entire article that took me a week all about the Jags' new offense with quarterback Nick Foles. Okay, yeah, you win. <laughs> yeah, I win. I win. Yeah, I win that. I was like, are you kidding? Not even a full game? Come on, man. That stinks. So, yeah, I, I feel you. But that, that happens. Injuries happen, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And I still wanted to be right, and now no one's ever going to know if I was right. I'll just say that I am, so I feel better about myself. Well, you were going to be right if the injury never happened, right? So See? Perfect. I like it. So come on then, what advice have you got for our listeners who want to talk about their passion, whether it be model train, football, soccer, weightlifting, collecting thimbles, whatever it is, what advice have you got for them when they want to start talking about their passion? Just, just do it. Start talking about it. Get involved in like, you know, forums, chat groups, groups on Facebook, and just start talking about it. Take a shot at writing. Writing's hard, but it's fun. And when you get into a group of like-minded people, you'd be so surprised how much you grow as a writer if that's what you want to do. Um, but just being around other people that love the same things you do is very encouraging. So I said, go for it. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Go to these websites. Go to these places. Get involved. Um, you know, start, you know, being on social media, liking posts, retweeting them, getting involved in that whole community, and then just see how that blossoms. That's how I did it. And it's gotten me far very quickly um, because it, you'd be amazed how encouraging and supportive people are in your community, passion, whatever that may be from Thimble collecting, which I've never heard of before, but that sounds interesting. Do you know what a thimble is? Yes, I know what a thimble is. I may not sew, but I know what a thimble is. Well, no, I didn't know if it was a British word that, that you know, the Americans don't use. So. I mean, we're talking thimble that you use for sewing. That's the thimble I know. Or a thimble, if you're talking about adding a thimble, just a skosh of, like, vodka to something. I know that as a thimble as well. Is there a different meaning? No, I didn't even, okay. know, the, I didn't even know the vodka one. I just knew the one you put on your thumb. So I'm learning about a word I brought onto the podcast every day. Well, my, half of my family is English. And so when my, um, my, my step-grandmother, I should call her, when she visited for the first time, there were a couple words that she was like, oh, you say those in America? Like those <laughs> little pocket books, if you will, that one straps around one's waist that we wore in the 1980s. I don't know if I can say that word. But she but, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a what pack it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah I, i'm pretty sure you could have said it i mean maybe we won't say it just in case people yeah. don't know what the word is and now there's some mystery but 
Well, good. It's, it's mystery. Hit me up on Twitter if you want to know what I'm talking about. But she laughed for about five minutes. It was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> so I know officially week two has already started because of the Thursday night game. But let's let's talk about opening weekend because it was bananas. Oh, I mean, God. I still feel sick thinking about it. Um, I was physically ill. Like, I literally did get sick yesterday, and I couldn't work. And that's because of last week, right? Yeah, it was obviously because of week one. <laughs> so what were your initial thoughts about week one? Besides vomiting? Yeah, but obviously after you had vomited, then what? So week one is always so crazy. And it's like we forget that when week one finally comes around the following year because we're so excited to have football back. We're so excited to have fantasy football back that we forget that it's an utter crapshoot. And we really don't know what's going to happen. There's been so many changing pieces on the offense, on the defense, and usually offensive coordinators and head coaches want to come out and be tricky and, you know, do fun and interesting things, get too cute. So it's really hard to predict week one. This seemed a little bit more over the top than usual. But the first thing I thought of was relax. Don't freak out. Don't rage drop people, you know, good players like Sony Michelle and other guys that you really need to hang on to. Don't freak out. Calm down. Relax. Understand it's week one. And if you, I think we had talked about this, if you drafted a bad team or if you started the wrong people on week one, you won because you got lucky. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you started uh, Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown and TJ Hawkinson in the hope that you drafted him really late and he was going to be something, you won Mm -hmm. with those three guys alone. I mean, yeah, if you got really hammered on Saturday night and forgot to set your lineup and it was just whoever your fantasy app plugged in for you you probably had a pretty good game <laughs> it makes my head hurt thinking about how long i spent setting lineups to just get smashed in all my oh, games yeah. Oh, yeah. all the research and especially for us analysts we give advice we give start sets and then to watch that weekend was like why like literally my husband played against sammy Watkins, and he thought the yahoo fantasy app broke like he, he was like i don't understand what's happening why is sammy Watkins getting all these points so he she like uninstalled the app, reinstalled the app. We turned the game on on one of our TVs and we're like, oh, no, it's real. Why? What <laughs> happened? It was, just, it was weird. There was this roller coaster of emotions. It was hard. I had to really calm down and just like separate myself. So the, my go-to is just drinking Tito's. So that's what I did mm-hmm. after I vomited a little bit from anxiety <laughs> and just utter like nausea from the roller coaster that was week one. So just another thimble in the drink. Just another one. Here. You know, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to take the whole damn handle. Glug, 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 glug. I'm, I'm over <laughs> it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> so, I mean, we, uh, we got some listener leagues rolling. I think there's 11 listener leagues because next year there's going to be a 12-team Champions League. Uh, so, yeah, we are going to be in that. Even if we don't win one of our listener leagues, we've reserved the 12th spot for us just, just because – What's the point in running a league if you're not in it, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that that's completely understandable. Yeah. So our one point PPR league, one of the guys in it called Pitsy, he writes a week preview for the our fantasy league and then a week review of all the games and matchups and stuff and we oh, stick that's it on awesome. it. Yeah, it's really good. It's just a short, really short little article and we stick it up on the website. So if you are in any of our other listener leagues and you fancy writing a little article or review or preview of the week, and he basically put me on Murph on blast because we lost our matchup and lowest scored in the whole league. So it was, uh, it was a bit humbling for him to, he gave it to us hard on his, on his write up. So we need, we need to win week two bad. Otherwise. Oh, you, you know, gotta save face, man. 
Gotta save face. Yeah. I mean, we, what we need to do is win at least one of the 11 listener leagues. <laughs> I know. Out of my, I'm in seven leagues, and out of my seven leagues, I thought I was only going to win one. Thanks to week one tomfoolery, I ended up winning three out of my seven leagues. And the two of them I lost by just a few points. One of them I got blown out of the water by over 100. Thank you, Scott Fishbowl. Not. Oh, you lost your SFB matchup. Oh, my, my, my Scott Fishbowl team is terrible. I have Melvin Gordon and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. Uh, I'm, I'm completely out. So yeah. I think... now it's just to, for no reason. It's just for, to click some buttons, which is why I'm going <laughs> to it's, it's terrible. My team is absolutely god-awful. Just for shiggles, as they say. Yeah, for shiggles. That's it. I like that. I haven't heard that. I'm going to use that for shiggles. That's exactly what I, yeah. You are the second analyst who's come on the podcast and I've said something. They said, I'm not, I've not heard that. I'm going to use it. And I just thought that's brilliant. So you carry on <laughs> and use that whenever you want. Excellent. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so for players, let's talk some players you thought had a good week. Three players that you were shocked on positive production from week one. Well, I already said it before, but Sammy Watkins, he calls himself a lizard. Well, yeah, that, that's weird. I, I can't. I, yes. And so was his production was really weird. You want to know what else was weird? That Sammy Watkins was healthy. That's weird, too. I don't know. That whole thing was a hot mess. Um, I really thought the one who would benefit the most from Tyreek Hill being hurt was going to be Travis Kelsey. Instead, Pat Mahomes wants to be like, look at me. I'm so cute doing a no look over Travis Kelsey's head. Stop it. Don't look and throw him the ball. <laughs> I have Travis Kelsey in a couple leagues. Can you tell? Uh, the other one, Marquise Brown, was a complete surprise for me, uh, mostly because we all thought Lamar Jackson, he's their RB1. See what I did there? Because he's not really an RB. He's a yeah, I got it. Did you, hear his, did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said in his interview after the game? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said pretty good for an RB, for a running back. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. Didn't, I was like, oh, burn. Well yep. done, Lamar. So that one was very surprising. Um, he's been working a lot in the offseason about his accuracy and, you know, his talent. But what I thought was so amazing is it looked so effortless. When he threw the ball, it really did. It was like float. I'm like, did you even, like, put any wrist action into that, man? It just kind of, like, torpedoed out of his palm. It was awesome. So Marquise Brown was really interesting. Another one that really surprised me was TJ Hawkinson. I know that there was a lot of chemistry between he and Matt Stafford in preseason, but preseason doesn't really – you know, mean that that's going to translate into the regular season. It doesn't mean it's going to stat out over 16 weeks either. But TJ Hawkinson, when Matt Stafford likes somebody, he targets them consistently. Um, I was very interested in that. Another one I'll just bring up for honorary mention is a Danny Amendola speaking of the Lions. Um, those were very surprising. Another thing is rookie tight ends te- technically, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Typically, that's it. Nailed it typically don't do well their first year in the NFL. And TJ Hawkinson was like, I've never heard of that. I'm going to ball out. And he's probably going to continue to do so for the rest of the season. So I really like TJ Hawkinson. That was a big surprise for me, those three guys. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson fully came out and was like, rookie year one, tight ends, hold my beer. Yeah, watch this. Exactly. It's like, you go, dude. And my husband's a huge Lions fan. I know everyone sent him condolences. It's very sad. Oh, look at you. Look at you go. Why? You have choices of lots of teams. Well, no, to be fair, I own, you know, I am one of these guys who owns multiple jerseys and I knew your husband was a Lions fan. Oh, there we go. What a, what a sport. I love it. 
How nice of you. I will let him know that. He'll, he'll get a kick out of it. I actually have a Matt Stafford signed little mini helmet right over there. Can't see it, but it's right there. So, so I put it in my yeah. office. I'm not a Lions fan. I'm actually a Saints fan, fledgling new Saints fan, because Rush Nation, I am from St. Louis. And if you know, the Rams decided to divorce me and go back to their second wife in L.A., who I guess suddenly got a boob job, got really rich, and dyed her hair blonde. So I'm apparently no longer important. So I ditched the Rams because hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, and I'm now a Saints fan. But I do like the Lions because my husband loves them, and I kind of like the underdog. So big fan of TJ Hawkinson moving forward. I absolutely love it. But when Matt Stafford gets his sights on somebody, there's no denying it's going to be just targets out the wazoo all game, all day long. Yes, ma'am. I mean, I got to look at Golden Tate a couple of years ago. Just I know. Hyper-targeted, and if Hawkinson is that man and you drafted him late, or if you pitched him up on the waivers, then yeah. boom. Especially Plus with he's still like a brick S-house. Like, I would not want to try to defend him. It, he's just monstrous, which is cool. I think uh, he's cute. He's like a little cutie teddy bear, but he doesn't <laughs> play like one. No, I, I mean, any... Because I'm 35, so all these young kids, I'm like, oh, jeez, my stepkids are older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Grab his cheek and I know it's so like patronizing, but I don't care. I'll do it anyway. So I'm Marcus... sure I wouldn't do it in real life. I wouldn't be like, "Hi, Christian McCaffrey, we pinch your cheek." <laughs> I would pinch a cheek, but not the ones on your face. Just saying. Boom, boom, moving on. I say moving on. Uh, I just Brown. made Chris blush. It's getting hot. It's getting hot. Uh... So Mar- Marquise Brown only played twelve snaps. I think. I know what. Which is weird. How do you think he's going to do week two against the Cardinals? Another poor defense. Yeah, I, I like it. I like Lamar Jackson's matchup against him. Um, I wonder if they're going to try to be interesting about their play calling and if they're going to try to incorporate, um, you know, uh, Mark Andrews. I love Mark Andrews. I love him in this matchup. Um, I just wonder how they're going to keep doing that because he only played 12 snaps and literally his first two catches were touchdowns, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's insane. I don't know if that's sustainable, but – um, his talent is undeniable. So that's just something to keep an eye on. But I do really like his matchup week too. Yeah, I think maybe it was 12 snaps as well because he's coming back off the injury. He didn't play a lot right. preseason. So maybe yeah, they were he's just... like, this Frank surgery? Whatever. Yeah. Shake that <laughs> baby off. Oh my beer. So maybe maybe his snaps increase going into week two. And I just... I don't want to play Mark Ingram, but I left him on my bench last week and he went <gasps> off. Oh, no. Yeah, but come on. He was my start of the week. One of my starts of the week was Mark Ingram. Well, that doesn't help me now. I know. Sorry. (laughs) What about this week? Can I start him this week? That's one thing I don't know. Um, I actually don't have him as the start of the week this week because I wonder if they're going to try to incorporate Justice Hill and if they're also going to try to incorporate Lamar Jackson into the running game a little bit because he barely did any running. I just don't know what they're going to do. So the only two people, three people, I should say, that I'm willing to start um, because there's there's a plethora of other running backs that are out there that you can probably start because there's no bye weeks yet. Um, I'm going to start Lamar Jackson. I'm going to start Marquise Brown. I'm going to start Mark Andrews. So he's not on my start of the week this week, though. Okay, but if you're going to start Mark Ingram or Devonta Freeman, who are you going to start there? Oh, God, Mark Ingram. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, that answered there you my go. question. There's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> so let's flip it. Other side, three players you were shocked by their negative production. Oh, well, this is actually pretty interesting. So I'll just bring it up right at first since we already talked about him. Cam Newton, he sucked. 
And then he comes back out Thursday night. Everyone's like, bounce back in for Cam Newton. Yay. No. He sucked. <laughs> he sucked so bad. Like I said, we played dominoes during the game, and it was boring. It was I, awful. I, and it's actually very worrisome. It's very worrisome. I'm in a two-quarterback league, and I had Sam Darnold, uh, who was apparently making out with teenagers, getting mono, weirdo. And then Cam Newton, who sucks. I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm totally, totally screwed. <laughs> And what's okay. funny is this is actually part of a podcast where, like, I'm their fantasy expert that I come in as a guest, and everyone is going to kick my butt. They're going to be like, what, is, what does this chick know? She sucks at fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll feel you. I'll feel you. My reputation's I'm... at stake here. <laughs> <laughs> I think your tense was wrong on Cam Newton. You said he sucked. He sucks. Let... I know. I'm, I'm trying to be hopeful. No, I'm done. Uh, no, I, I know. You're, he's you're dead to you. Yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me thrice, you're dead to me. I feel exactly. you. Exactly. And there won't be no thrice because he's dead to me after two. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jared Goff, you've got him on your list of three yes, as well. Sorry, sorry. I was just laughing. at I, I love thrice. That's one of my favorite words. Jared Goff, <laughs> stinker. Um, didn't like that at all. That is supposed to be – he's supposed to have another bounce back game. But now that we've said it, he's probably going to suck too. God, I'm so negative right now. Like, he's going to suck. Marquise Goodwin's going to suck. This McDonald sucks. Man, I'm bitter. I'm a bitter old old hag. The Steelers suck. So, so Jared Goff sucked. That was that was disappointing. He did kind of get you some garbage time points, which made the sting a little bit less egregious. Uh, the other guy was Vince McDonald. Another thing that really worried me about him, I've, I've been so high on him all offseason, and he just didn't get any targets. I think he had one drop, but he was on the field a lot, yet he didn't get any targets. That really worries me. My only consolation here is that it was against the Patriots, and the Steelers-Patriots is an interesting rivalry that they have, and the Patriots usually have the Steelers' number. So I'm going to chalk that one up to a weird-ass week one outlier and not freak out too much, hang on to Vance McDonald and see kind of what he does. But I may end up benching him if I've got a guy like TJ Hawkinson or Mark Andrews. See you later, dude. I'm going to keep you on my bench, and you're, he's grounded. Stepmom Warren has grounded him. Even though I don't have actual mother authority, I'm still grounding him. Or, or even uh, the Raiders guy, uh, Mark, is it Waller, Darren Waller? Darren, yeah, Darren Waller. He, yeah, he was a, that was a great game to watch. I really liked that. I, I like seeing the Raiders do well. Tyrell Williams killed it too. But yeah, Darren Waller's a great option, um, especially if you got him off waivers because everyone's like, Darren who? Is he a Wahlberger? What's going on? Yeah, no, Darren, Wall, Darren Waller, I love him. Yeah, I, oh, man. The Broncos were awful. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're supposed to be my team, but... Well, oh, I'm sorry. Well, you have my boy, my Missouri boy, Drew Locke. I'm sorry. Yeah, but... He's not ready. Is he, <laughs> He's no, not ready. <laughs> definitely not ready. Is he IR? He wasn't ready for college when he was in college. He ain't ready for the NFL. <laughs> so what you're saying is, come back in eight years and he yeah, should... Yeah, no, like, you. seriously, when, he, when he's in the pocket, he's like, ah, ah, they're coming after me. And then he, like, runs and freaks out. He's like, ah. And sometimes he'll calm down and relax once he's had, like, a melatonin or something and he chills out. Then he's able to kind of have some accuracy, but you can see him have some like wide-eyed, you know, deer in the headlights. Like, ah, there's big men coming after me. What do I do? It's called football, Drew. You've not filled me with confidence in our future quarterback. <laughs> and I love him too because he's from the zoo. That's my school, so I should be totally high on him. I'm sorry. Hashtag not sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on. <laughs> now oh, that I've thoroughly yeah. depressed you. No, you, you've done a call from last night where they spotted the ball wrong and the momentum's gone. Mm-hmm. Got it back up. Let's, okay, talk, let's, go. let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about somebody who you think has 
was overdrafted and after week one is going to have a terrible season? Man, this is a tough one. Um, I don't know because they, they spread out like so much. I really don't have like a single name that pops into my head. But one thing I think may happen, Derrick Henry. I know he had an amazing game week one. I'm still going to chalk that one up to a week one outlier. So I kind of want to say Derrick Henry on that one. Um, but Vance McDonald is going to be that one that I think was heavily drafted. And uh, he had a stinker on Monday. I keep saying that. I sound like Michael Fabiano. <laughs> he stopped on Monday. So um, I, that worries me. And I own him in like almost every single league that I'm in. So I hate saying it. But oh. overdrafted. Maybe not be doing so well. Hopefully that changes. Let's 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 knock on wood. Hopefully it doesn't. I mean, it does change. Oh, did I just put that out in the atmosphere? Mm-hmm. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. So Vance McDonald is dead to you. Yeah. Well, he's he's in a coma. So he could come back. I, I might shoot it up with some Narcan if I feel like <laughs> waking him up and putting him in my lineup. Can you tell I watch cop shows? <laughs> a smidge. A simple amount. It. I love it. So, uh, That's advice. not my math officer. <laughs> this isn't even my car. I stole it. It's not even my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Okay. Woo. So, if like you and I, you started your week 0-1, if you're only in one league, what advice would you give to the people who started 0-1? Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Hang on to your studs. Those guys that you drafted – High up, early, even like middle rounds, you drafted them for a reason. You did your research. Unless you drafted Hammered and you didn't do any research, then congratulations, you won week one. You're probably going to suck the rest of the year. So just hang on to those guys. You did your research. You know what's going on. Calm down. Then you can start panicking in a few weeks when things don't work out. But then even then, don't panic. Trade. Go to the waiver wire. You guys know what you're doing. This is just a weird week. No big deal. I say yep. as I take a big giant sip of my Tito's and try not to have PTSD from week one. You're going to have to explain to me, I am not the most traveled person in America. What's Tito's? Tito's. Oh my gosh. I'm going to introduce Tito's to you. Okay. So Tito's is vodka and it is a handmade vodka. I wish I had a label right in front of me. Um, they're a local Texas distillery. And uh, it is absolutely smooth, super amazing. It tastes good by itself. It's awesome for mixers, very clean. Um, and you can, it's, it's relatively inexpensive for a really, really, really good vodka. So it is all the rage here in the United States. If you like to drink vodka, try out some Tito's. I hope that gets over internationally. I know they're a national company here. So I forget this is not in the United States. But guys, vodka, Tito's, if you ever have a chance to come to the United States, have some Tito's. It's awesome. Okay. Are you drinking it's it neat? Vodka. Are you drinking it neat? No, very dirty. Okay. That's how I roll. Explain that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my, my drink of choice, I do I have this thirty ounce Yeti. I love right. it. So I do half a shot of vodka. I know. Just chill. I drink all day. So half a shot's plenty. Don't judge me. So I do have a shot, and then I have a soda stream, which is basically a carbonated water system. So you just mm -hmm. have your little water bottle, then carbonate it. So I throw in some carbonated water, a little bit of lime juice, a little bit of a lemonade flavoring, mix that up, and I have a delicious Tito's Vodka uh, Lemonade Seltzer that I drink. I sound very bougie, don't I? Like, you know. 
A little. I know, you, I do. You I can, do. Uh, like, I drink the whiskey straight up with some cubes. I don't do that. No. So I did last night. I had a whiskey really... Whiskey makes me an evil person, so I stay away from whiskey. Okay, yeah, definitely That's what reminds do me of the first time I ever got drunk, and I just threw up whiskey sours for like three days, so I can't even smell whiskey. It's like, oh. like one. Okay, Rush Nation, I have a tip. If you want to try Tito's, Asda are currently selling it for £20. So order yourself some up. Oh, yes. Awesome. Good job. You're welcome. Anna, star. Thanks very much. You're welcome. <laughs> so let's talk trading after week one. Obviously, don't trade away people who bombed, but go chase people who bombed, right, that you know yes, are going to be good. Yes, Go find those people, especially – dude, I just helped – I didn't help, but – so someone asked me for advice on this trade. Y'all, listen to this. Some guy was asking to take away from the guy who was asking me advice, right? He was going to give up Juju Smith-Schuster and Chris Carson to receive Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. That's a no-brainer for me. It's, it's even enough that it's fair, but getting run CMC, getting Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle for Juju – and Chris Carson was amazing because his other wide receivers are like Chris Godwin, Keenan Allen. He, he was stacked at wide receiver. So that was awesome. But go find those guys that bombed even last night. Go find the owners of those players who were probably rage dropping. Target them. Maybe sneak someone you're not quite sure in into a bundle on that trade, you know, just to get them, get them off your roster if you don't want the headache. Do it. Capitalize on that. Don't freak out. Be the one that benefits from other people freaking out. Yeah, I went hard after Devin Singletary in my home league, Dynasty League. And, and Mike uh, Evans. Guy, Get Mike Evans, too. That's another one I like. Yeah, the guy, the guy came back to me and said, I've had uh, everybody in the league has made an offer for Singletary, so I'm going to have to turn yours down. And I was thinking, <laughs> oh, man. To be fair, I did try and rob him a smidge. Oh, uh, uh, well, that's your own fault. Well, you've got to try and win the trade, though, right? In your home league, you've got to, you've got to boss the that's trade. True. If, that's if true. you in leagues with where you know everyone and it's a nice friendly league and you want to make your, like you say you and I were trading and I made your team stronger at one position and you made mm-hmm. my team. That's fair and game. And you know, it's nice and fun, but in your home league, you just want to smash people true. up. And- true. It is quite cutthroat. I do. I do concur. It's funny when people in my home league, like half of them don't actually believe me when I tell them I am a writer for the fantasy footballers or like that I get paid to analyze fantasy football. I still don't think they believe me. So they'll send me these dumb trade offers. I'm like, what? No. It's like, why not? This guy's going to do so great. I'm like, you know what I do, right? They're like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, okay, nice try. No. <laughs> Garbage. I th- yeah. Um, maybe the trouble is if somebody doesn't play fantasy as much as, let's take you and I, for instance, and they send you a trade that they think is fair, it's very difficult for me to devalue what they've sent me. And I'm oh, thinking, it's easy for me to do. You kidding me? I'll cut you down. Yeah, but well, no, me with that garbage. I'll just hit straight decline. But <laughs> they obviously they feel like it's because you're not going to out sharp me because you just you know I do a podcast. You you play with me because you're in one of my listener leagues or you're in my home league. You know I do a podcast and I live, breathe, drink, sleep, dream fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to pull my pants down unless. So don't bother. Like, come on. Send me a reason See, I'm also the only girl in quite a few leagues. So part of me thinks that this like strategy is like, oh, she's a chick. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Bring it. Bring it, old man. I'm no. in one league like that. It's really funny. So I'm in this league where there's like half of them are older gentlemen. Some of them are younger. They're wonderful people. 
But it's really funny playing fantasy football with guys that have played fantasy football for like 30 years. It's hilarious. This is the same league that I got um, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and George Kittle, and Duke Johnson from the draft. Wait, well, what? How many people are in the league? Four? Twelve. And you got Kamara and yes. Zeke. Everyone was too afraid to take Zeke, so I got him. I, I drafted third. So I got Alvin Kamara, came all the way back around. Zeke was still available, took him, came back, took Kittle. Yeah, it was insane. So And then, then uh, Zeke signed, and I was like, thank you very Zeke much. Zeke was always going to sign. He was not going to not be there week one. I may or may not have been like, oh, this could be another Le'Veon Bell situation. We don't really know, do we, right before the draft started? Yeah. We, uh, I may we have done that. <laughs> <laughs> draft manipulation. Shocker. Uh, but do it if you if you think you can influence your draft whilst you're drafting. Subterfuge, man, especially in your home leagues where it gets cutthroat. Subterfuge. I'm I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. I sound like such a nasty biatch on your pod. <laughs> I'm actually a really nice person, I swear, but I don't sound like it. <laughs> well, come on, nobody plays fantasy to come second, right? That's true. This is true. I feel better. Thank you. You have to play for a winning record. You can't tank, even in Dynasty, play for a winning record. If you've Do got it. a bad Win team. Now. Yeah, you'll finish, you'll finish lower if you've got a worse team anyway. Play for the Dubs team. Come on. Do it. Uh, so throughout the season, three tips, Lauren, to, to, to keep people going through the season. What do you got? Okay, so the one thing that I always do is keep an eye on defensive moves, right? So right now, Minka Fitzpatrick is looking to get traded. That's, that's a big piece. We want to find out where he goes. We want to know what's going First of all, the Dolphins are garbage. Everybody on their team wants to get traded. That's a, that's a hot mess all to itself. But I always look at defenses. Guys, when you're fig- trying to figure out your starts and your sits, try Googling or searching fantasy football points against. You're going to get so much information about defenses that are weak against positional players like quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. They're going to tell you how many yards they have given up, how many touchdowns they have given up by defense, and that changes every single week. That's my first and best tip for anybody who wants to have some advice on fantasy football moving forward. Also, don't be afraid to ask questions. Ask the experts. We're on Twitter. I say we. (laughs) I feel like I'm an expert. The experts are on Twitter. (laughs) You have some of our lesser, us lesser people, like our our swamp folk over here like me. We answer questions as well. We refer to, you know, our experts like Adam Rank, who I'm friends with, the fantasy footballers, fantasy pros. Uh, One of my friends that is a writer for the fantasy footballers is also a contributor for fantasy pros. We love answering questions. That's super duper important. Um, I mean, I don't know. Have fun. That's what you're supposed to do. It's fantasy football. Have fun. Go with it. Don't be afraid to... You know, start maybe a guy that you might think be a sleeper. Do your research on it. See what defenses are like. Trash talk. That's the greatest. It's supposed to be a fun time. Yeah, but you got to win. Oh, man. You're so morbid. Well, I'm just... <laughs> Obviously, play to win. Be a good sport. Enjoy yourself. And do your research. Start with defenses. Biggest tip. I think for me as well, one of my biggest tips is get involved with the group chat or whatever you are using for your league whether it be a whatsapp a facebook or if you're sleeper chat in the sleeper app get involved with the people in your league because it will be a blast and there'll be a point in your day when you're sat there reading through facebook and you're looking at rubbish posts or instagram when actually you could be putting jerry on blast because his team got annihilated last week and then everybody will bounce off each other in your league chat and the more that happens the more trades will make 
the more smack talk there will be. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then in 16 weeks, you'll all be best of friends and you'll talk through the off-season then your league will be better next year. Whereas if you don't talk in your group chat and you don't make trades or acquisitions and stuff, but you don't get booted out of the league, you'll just be a number and people won't then approach you with trades. And you could get booted from the league. And especially if it's a home league or people you know, that's a really bad thing because it could be your friend, but right. if you're not active, then it can cause some sort of, it can cause drama sometimes. So yeah. And you bring up a really good point because the more you're active in those chats, what, wherever that chat may be, um, the less likely people are just going to stop caring because I do run into questions. People are like, well, what do I do? This guy refuses to set his lineup. He just doesn't care anymore. Well, prevent that by having this be like a community where you guys make fun of each other, you laugh, you whatever, however you want to do it. And one of the steps of doing that is just like you said, create that environment that fosters like loyalty and fosters, you know, humor puts, gets them invested into it, into the game, into the league, into their winning because they don't want to be put on blast. I don't want to be put on blast. I was put on blast by my fellow fantasy football writers for my draft, which I thought was decent. It wasn't the best. It also wasn't the worst. But literally, this guy wrote an article about how terrible my lineup was. I was like, listen, bring it. And, bring and it. How, how did your lineup do? It actually won week one, which makes well, me think I'm going to lose. Well, you need... Because <laughs> week, week one was terrible. Yeah, actually. I was going to say put him back on blast in an article. Yeah, but... I know. It was actually... I was, I was shocked because I, I went up against Zach Ertz and Pat Mahomes, and I ended up winning um, by about three or four points. I snuck one out um, at the very end, but... I did play um, guys that had good matchups that did not suck. Like some of the rare few, I got lucky with those guys that were good. You were supposed to start them and they actually did do well. So that was awesome for me to be able to do that, which was nice. You say four points. (laughs) Four (laughs) points. Vin Diesel said in the original Fast and Furious, it doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. True. I won and I'm awesome, says Booyah. Take that. (laughs) So I suppose later on in the season when you're playing fantasy, do you ever make moves with your roster or the waivers to block other people's teams? So picking up a quarterback on a bye week, for instance, even if you've got too many or handcuffs, do you do that sort of substitute? I totally do. I totally do. I don't do it to the expense of my team. That's silly. So you don't want to do it if it's going to be a detriment and if you're going to be letting go of a guy who's quite valuable. That's silly. Um, but if you do want to try to do this strategy, um, wait till it's a few weeks out from playoffs. Um, you're approaching that second half and you're kind of looking at teams that you're in your league that may be approaching the playoffs, but you really are on that cut line and you want to have a shot, go handcuff guys then. That is a, start, a smart move to do. Also with defenses, if you're into streaming defenses, make sure you look a couple weeks ahead because you know defenses can be kind of hard to find when you're on the waiver because everyone's so – Curious and they're so, you know, no, I won't say curious, that's not the right word. They're so furious over like, you know, Marquise Browns and TJ Hawkinson's and things. And so are you, then you forget, oh crap, I need a, I need a defense. So looking a few weeks ahead on defenses and stashing them is usually a good way to do it too. But yeah, I'm all about the block. Do it. If you can afford to do it. If not, don't, don't bother. That's silly. Unless you know you're not going to make the playoffs and you're just like in last place and it sucks anyway, then go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Ruin the entire league. I love it. I love it. Oh man. I like, what about playoffs? How do you plan for those, you know, some key factors when managing your roster heading into the playoffs? 
I, I handcuff. Um, it doesn't, I can't remember who said it, but um, you win your league by handcuffing other people's running backs or other people's players. So if there are handcuffs, like for example, Alexander Madison, Dalvin Cook, um, make sure he's on your squad. You don't have to do it right now. I would say as you look forward into playoffs, and like I mentioned too, look at those players that could be sleepers based on matchups if you have the room on your bench to stash them so you don't have to like freak out over the wire. You've already got them there on your roster. I do like looking ahead for those reasons. Now, especially guys who have Nick Chubb. This is interesting because Nick Chubb isn't really a great pass catcher. Kareem Hunt is. So if you're a Nick Chubb owner, A, you really need to start thinking about getting Kareem Hunt on your way on your on your bench sooner rather than later with that. It's an eight week suspension, but he had a sports hernia surgery. So we may not see him until week 10. Just a heads up, everybody. Um, Make sure he's on your roster. And if somebody else has him in your league, make sure he's on your roster, get him. Not right this second, but as you get closer, it's those kinds of moves that you can make to prepare for the playoffs that will pay off in the end. That should be like some kind of catchy, slogan there's a t-shirt right there off for the playoffs, something like that there's got to be i'm not clever enough to think of one with a real catchy catchy sound to it but i'm sure rush nation can come up with something i think i've got something but i'm not gonna say it because somebody might steal it so i'll speak to the guy who's designing <laughs> our shop because okay. we've already got a couple of t-shirts can you do hashtag set my lauren on it just so i yes. can give him credit straight yes. up yes okay. i win at I, life. Uh, I realized i may obviously rush nation you can't see me we are on a video call but I may have glassed over on the eye just then, Lauren, because somebody texted me about a claim in our OG Dynasty League, and he's like, yes, I got Henry. And I'm thinking, what do you mean you got Henry? There's only two Henrys of note, and one of them's Hunter Henry. And uh, my brother-in-law had just got Hunter Henry because he was dropped to the waivers in my home Dynasty League. Well, Dynasty... <sighs> I don't think Hunter Henry's going to come back. Matthew Bess is the injury specialist on our fantasy footballer squad. And um, he's a doctor. He's like four to six weeks is incredibly optimistic. He's most likely going to miss the whole season. But so this is dynasty. He got him for zero dollars in oh, a dynasty. Shit, then yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. I totally misunderstood what you were saying. I, I didn't even know he'd been dropped. But to be fair, I don't need him because I've got Kelsey and Kittle in my. Yeah, uh, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. But that's still, that's a wow. Yeah. Well uh, done. Josh, damn it, man. Drink. And Doran is drinking. Every time we say Josh, you got to drink. So take another one. Twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> so come on. Your top three keys to success to help Rush Nation win their fantasy football leagues. I feel like I'm beating dead horses over here, but kind of applies to all sorts of fantasy football stuff. Look at your matchups. Look at your defenses in those matchups. Find those key players. That also helps for waiver wire pickups. It helps for sleepers and free agent pickups that are already past waivers. Um, do not be afraid to ask for help. Tweet me. I'm cool with that. Tweet Adam Rank. He's cool with that too. He's a friend of mine. I could just throw him everywhere. Like, sorry, Rank. <laughs> um, and have fun, guys. Have fun. Make this a culture. Make, make your league something special. Make it a culture. Have a great draft day. If you guys have to draft – from different locations, maybe try to way to FaceTime each other, get t-shirts made, you know, things like that. Just make, make fun, make fun of your friends that are in the league for sure, but make sure you have fun with it. Ask the experts, look at the matchups, look at your defenses, have, have a win. And it's really fun. Especially yes, if there's it is. Involved. We did not this year cause I couldn't make it. Although it did happen. We, two years ago, I went to the live draft for our home redraft league and we all wore our team's jerseys to the pub and we put a board up in the corner of the pub and just 
got smashed over four hours drafting. It was wicked. That's awesome. That is so. In my league I'm in with Adam Rank, we actually uh, there's we're all over the country. So we actually met up in Vegas and did our draft live in Vegas, which we did it at midnight. And I think I kind of remember it. So I did meet Adam Rank in person, but I don't. Exa- I have pictures that said I did, and I, I looked nice, but I think I was that might hammered. have hammered. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I think so that might like, have been makes it cool. the biggest humble brag there has ever been, right there. Oh, you know, oh, I, just, I met up with Adam Rank in Vegas, and we did a draft at midnight, and I was happy. Oh, yeah, you know, hey, we were at the Cosmo, but it was cool because it's actually one of his listener leagues that he put together, and he's actually been very encouraging of my writing career he's been pushing me so he's a he's just a really really cool down-to-earth person and uh it, it was it was pretty awesome so I, I do have some I didn't mean for that to be like oh yeah you know hey I just set up without a bank like Kim Kardashian or something no that's not how I usually roll but trying to get into the culture of it we got to meet everybody else who's in this league who we know each other because we've been in this chat room for three years now but we've never actually met in person and it was so amazing it was like we've been friends for years even though this is the first time physically meeting it was like didn't even matter. It was so much fun. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a really good time. And this is what brings famous people together all the way down to us non-famous people. Whatever. We're all playing the same game, which is, is super, super cool. Doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are. Doesn't matter. Still the same game. Guess what? Cam Newton's still going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Mic drop. Boom. Boom. <laughs> So, Lauren, let Rush Nation know where they can find you. Where are you on the interwebs? I don't know if they want to after this. They're like, God, this girl's weird. (laughs) But you guys can find all of my work. That's all my articles for the Fantasy Footballers, for Fake Pigskin, my contributions to the Fantasy Whisperers. On my website, it's stepmomlauren.com. If you Google it, make sure it's not on a work computer or by children. There's another Stepmom Lauren that has nothing to do with Fantasy Football. That's not me, if you get my drift. So just go straight to my website, stepmomlauren.com. You can find me on Twitter at stepmomlauren, facebook.com slash stepmomlauren, Instagram, stepmomlauren. I'm pretty consistent. And come find me, guys. I love talking with you. I love answering your questions, helping you out, working through some of these trade offers. I love it. It's so much fun. So come hit me up. Did you have to fight the other Lauren for the website? I took, I took her over. I was like, what? There was no fight. There wasn't even a competition. <laughs> Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I totally did because when you're stepmom Lauren like I actually am a stepmom and my name is Lauren like it's legit um yeah but like someone googled stepmom Lauren and they're like do you have any idea what shows up when you google stepmom Lauren I'm like what do you think I haven't done this already of course I know what shows up I just have to own it now stepmom Lauren don't google it that's like my tagline but now actually because I have my own website I've been adding to it and a lot of people have been going to it it's actually overcome her stuff on adult video entertainment. So either way, I think we both benefit. I mean, I get like, you know, 15-year-old boys on Friday night bored following my page. And then, you know, she gets a little help for people who maybe are distracted when they're looking at fantasy football. I mean, it's like a win-win. Everyone's a winner over at Stepmom Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on. (laughs) much for having me i hope i get to come back on again rush nation thank you for listening to me blather on oh look listen you are welcome on anytime you want just hit us up on twitter or insta and uh yeah or send us an email whatever you want just if you say you want to come back we'll sign you right up because this has been amazing i win guys that means i win 
You've done a lot no, of winning. I win, win, win. You've, all you've done on this podcast is win. And Rush Nation, you've won as well. Lauren, this has been great. Thank you so much, Murph. Absolutely. I'll catch you next week in person in the studio for Rush Nation. Until next week, enjoy week two and keep rushing. HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.